Hello and welcome to My Favorite Husband from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball. Hello, everybody. Yes, it's the new Gay Family series starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning. Brought to you by the Jell-O family of desserts. J-E-L-L-O The big red letters stand for the Jell-O family Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family That's Jell-O Yum, yum, yum Jell-O puddings Yum, yum, yum Jell-O tapioca puddings Yes, sorry And now Lucille Ball with Richard Denning as Liz and George Cooper Two people who live together and like it As we look in on the Coopers tonight, we see a romantic little family scene. Liz and George are having dinner by candlelight. Oh, isn't this romantic, dear? I just love eating by candlelight, don't you? Well, I could stand just a wee bit more light. What for? I haven't found my plate yet. (laughs) Oh, stop. I've been passing food to someone over there. Well, let's turn on the lights and see who it is. Oh, George, you have no soul. Why can't you be sentimental like I am? I am. Honestly, honey, I love eating by candlelight. You do? Yes. You look so radiant. I could just sit and gaze at you all night with your face picking up the soft glow of the candlelight. That's the pot roast, George. I'm over here. (laughs) Oh, I was just kidding, honey. I really love candlelight. It's wonderful. Now what are you doing? I'm feeling for the gravy. I found it. Oh, what's the use of fighting it? I'll turn the lights on. Oh, there you are. Oh, George. Oh, honey, baby, now what are you crying about? We were just having fun. I wanted this to be such a wonderful evening for just the two of us, and now it's all loused up. Oh, no, it isn't, baby. It is, too, and I know why. I know, honey. It's my fault. No, it isn't. The whole thing happened because I walked under a ladder this morning. Now, Liz, that didn't have anything to do with it. It did, too. Honey, don't be silly. The dinner would have been just as bad if you hadn't walked under the ladder. What? I, uh, I mean, things would have gone wrong just the same. They would not. Liz... I thought we settled this ridiculous business of your believing in superstitions. We've had this discussion a thousand times. I know. Well, didn't I convince you that there's no basis to it? It's silly, sentimental, feminine nonsense. Yes, George. Now, you're never going to think about them again, are you? I promise. My goodness, I never believed in superstitions in my life, and I've never had any bad luck. Knock wood. Oh, I'm sorry, George. I just didn't want to break the spell... You said I haven't had any bad luck, and I thought, I hope he never does. And then I knocked on wood to make sure you won't, because if I didn't, you might, see? I give up. Well, that was the last time, George. Really, really, I- I'm not superstitious. I'm not even plain everyday-stitious. <laughs> well, that's better. <clears throat> give me a goodbye to superstitions kiss, huh? Hmm. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, gee, you kiss good. Oh, thank you. Where'd you ever get those lips? 
in a surplus store. <laughs> they were part of a bugler's kit. <laughs> Silly. Ah, gee, George, you're so wonderful. I love you even when you're mad at me. And I hope you never change. I hope I never do either. Not... Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself. You do believe in it. Well, why take any chances, George? It doesn't hurt. Liz, I'm really disappointed to find such an attitude in an adult, intelligent woman. Who? <laughs> you. Oh, oh. Well, George, some superstitions are based on good common sense. Name one. Well, uh, if you walk under a ladder, it might fall on you. If a black cat walks in front of you, you might trip over it. Okay, okay, weak but acceptable. Now, will you explain knocking on wood? Uh. Well? Uh, ooh, that's a tough one, isn't it? <laughs> I thought so. I know. If you knock on wood and a termite knocks back, you know the wood's no good. <laughs> Now, I want you to stop this whole silly business of superstitions and stop right now. George, you knock the salt shaker over. Throw some over your left shoulder. No. Do it quick, George, or you have bad luck. Anybody want more coffee? Now, stop it, Liz. Uh, give me some more coffee, please, Katie. Yes, sir. If you don't care about yourself, George, do it for me. I will not, and neither will anyone else around here. Am I the master of this house or not? Yes, master. Well, that's better. Oh, look out, Mr. Cooper. Don't stand up. Oh. Oh. Coffee all over. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Cooper, but you hit my arm. Well, it isn't your fault, Katie. <laughs> you see, that happened because you didn't throw the salt over your shoulder. You better throw it or it might affect Katie, too. Oh, no, I don't believe in that salt-throwing nonsense. Well, a sensible woman. You don't believe in it, Katie? No, and I've never had any bad luck, Knockwood. Oh, <laughs> Not you, too. Good girl, Katie. Oh, don't misunderstand me, Mrs. Cooper. I'm a wood knocker, but I'm not a salt thrower. <laughs> well, that's your privilege. I happen to be a wood knocker and a salt thrower. George, what's the matter? I'm trying to decide whether to be a maid knocker or a wife thrower. <laughs> Will those bring good luck, too? Not to you, it won't. Fine thing. After 11 years of marriage, I suddenly discover I'm living with a witch doctor. Oh, <laughs> Good morning, Katie Morning, Mrs. Cooper I certainly heard you and Mr. Cooper talking late last night You didn't hear me talking, that was George All night long I got a lecture on how stupid it is to believe in superstitions that have been handed down from the Dark Ages did he get rough? I heard a crash. No, no. That was demonstration time. He broke a mirror on the floor and stamped on it just to prove it didn't bring bad luck. My goodness. Is he coming down to breakfast? Yeah, he'll be here in a minute. He's bandaging his foot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll get it, Mrs. Cooper. Oh, it's little Joanne Wood from next door. Come in, dear. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, Mrs. Cooper. Hello, Joanne. How are you? Fine, thanks. How's your father? Fine, thanks. And your four sisters? Fine, thanks. And your six brothers? Fine, thanks. And your mother? Exhausted, thanks. <laughs> oh, good morning, Mr. Cooper. Oh, hello, Joanne. My father asked me to return this umbrella. Oh, thanks. Well, this doesn't look like our umbrella. Uh, let, let me open it and take a look. George, please, not in the house. Oh, Liz, I thought you were going to stop that silliness. But it's bad luck to open an umbrella in the house. She's right, Mr. Cooper. 
I opened an umbrella in the house once, and a few minutes later, I sprained my ankle. Oh, that was just coincidence. No, it wasn't. I used the umbrella for a parachute when I jumped off the piano. You better quit while you're behind, George. No, you two. I'm going to prove to you once and for all that opening an umbrella in the house doesn't bring bad luck. George, don't open it, please. I'm just proving my point. Oh, my foot! Daddy wondered where that hammer was. <laughs> oh, poor George. It was your good foot, wasn't it? Yes. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> no, no, honest. I think it's awful you hurt both your feet. It just strikes me funny. <laughs> I'm sorry about your foot, Mr. Cooper. Well, thank you, Joanne. At least somebody knows what I'm going through. I remember how my ankle hurt. But it hasn't bothered me in a long time, not wood. Oh, no! <laughs> Something tells me you better leave, Joanne. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye, dear. Well, that wraps it up, Liz. I can't fight it. Yeah, we got a pretty strong union, haven't we? Look, j- just let me calm down for a minute, will you? Then I've got a lot of work to do. Sure, you relax, George. I'll just sit here and read the paper. <clears throat> Gee, it was cold last night. Listen to this. Min, 48 degrees. Max, 65 degrees. The night before, it was warmer. Min, 52. Max, 71. Hmm. George, why is it Min never gets as hot as Max? (laughs) What'd you say? I didn't say anything. Oh, listen. There's a cricket in the house. Oh, what else can happen? Isn't that wonderful? Oh, there he is in the fireplace. Well, at least we can see him. I'll get him with that newspaper. Oh, no, George, don't hurt him. Liz, let go of the paper. But he's good luck, George. You know, a cricket on the hearth. Hearth smart. Give me that paper. Oh, you murderer. Oh, darn it. You stalled me so long, he's gone. Hooray. Where is he? It sounds like he's on this side of the room. No. No, sounds like he's on the other side of the room. Oh, I can't find him. Oh, shut up! George, be friendly. Ask him nicely. Please, Mr. Cricket, George has work to do. Won't you please be quiet? be done. So will I. All it needed was a friendly tone, you see? Well, congratulations. Thank you. You go right ahead now. Now, do you mind if I do some work? No, I won't say a word. Well, let's see. Here's the Mitchell account. Uh, 14 and 18 are 32, and 12 is... 14 and 18 are 32, and 12 is... This is good luck, huh, Liz? Now, George, he's just a little cricket and he's not hurting you. Do your work. How can I do my work while he's sitting there bellowing at me? (laughs) He's not bellowing. He's singing for you. You call that singing? Well, you rub your hind legs together and see if you can do better. (laughs) Oh, there he goes. Where? Out in the hall. I'll get him this time. Jiminy. Where did he go? Do you see him, Liz? 
Maybe I do, and maybe I don't. Elizabeth, tell me. I'm no stool cricket. <laughs> shh, shh, there he is. Where? Under the molding by the bathroom door. How will I get him out? I'll handle this. Okay, you cricket, come out with your hind legs up. <laughs> now, that was smart. You chased him under the door into the bathroom. No, I'll get him now. Just a minute, George. Don't go in there. He may be taking a bath. <laughs> okay, Liz. Okay, you've made your choice. It's him or me. George, are you trying to tell me that from now on I'll be Mrs. George Cricket? No. No, I'm, I'm just telling you that a man can stand only so much. I'm giving you an ultimatum, Liz. I'm not coming back to this house until that cricket is gone. George, you don't mean I that... do mean. If you want me, I'll be at the club. But, George! Oh. Ah, oh, you and your big, fat hind legs. <laughs> Well, seems like everything happens to the Coopers, and that's not just cricket, is it? But say, here's something swell that can happen to your family. You can start right now treating them to delicious Jell-O puddings. Jell-O chocolate, butterscotch, and vanilla pudding. Boy, take it from me, there's something. Rich and distinctive, smooth as cream, chuck full of old-fashioned homemade goodness. Try luscious Jell-O chocolate pudding in this tempting chocolate roll. Just prepare your pudding as directed on the package, reducing the milk to one and three-quarter cups. Cool, spread on a sheet of sponge cake, and roll it up like a jelly roll. It's a grand and glorious dessert treat. Jell-O puddings are so quick and easy to prepare. All you do is add milk, and they take about five minutes to cook. Get all three Jell-O puddings tomorrow, and find out why more women buy Jell-O puddings than any other prepared puddings in the world. J-E-L-L-O Back to the Coopers and the big cricket hunt. Well, it's been two hours since George, the mighty hunter, gave up the chase and returned to his cricket blind. Liz is still hot on the trail. Here, cricket, cricket, cricket. Here, little cricket. Let's go bye-bye. Where are you? Haven't you any idea where he is, Mrs. Cooper? No, he muffled his legs and threw me off the trail. The last I saw of him was in the dining room. What was that crash I heard? Oh, I got mad and threw a plate at him. Why, Mrs. Cooper. Well, I wouldn't mind if he just sat there and cricked at me, but he gave me a great big raspberry. <laughs> oh, no. Yes, that made me so mad I called the exterminator. Good. Let's let the exterminator worry about it. Well, I'm going to give him one more chance to save his life. That is, if he's the type to go for a tin cricket. A tin cricket? Yeah, I had one left over from a Halloween party. See, here it is. Well, you don't think you can fool him with that, do you? No, I might. If this happens to have cricket sex appeal... Oh. <laughs> well, it's worth a try until the exterminator gets here. Now, let's tiptoe into the dining room. He might still be in there. I don't see him. Shh, 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 shh. Ah, there he is. Let's see if I can engage him in conversation. Let's go. Oh, he doesn't answer. I'll try again. Say, I think we've got his interest, Katie I'll lead him on Hello? 
I wonder what I'm saying to him. <laughs> no answer. Maybe you were too fresh? <laughs> no, I think he's playing hard to get. I'll really flirt with him. <clears throat> A cricket with rhythm. Oh, that was just a coincidence. Well, I'll try it again. <laughs> oh, no! I got a hold of the bebop king of the bug world. <laughs> oh, you're making it sound like that. He always gives two chirps. Oh, I'll get it. Hey, good afternoon. Did you call the Acme Exterminating Company? <laughs> I did. I'm Mrs. Cooper. Uh, how do you do? I'm how Mr. Do do? Acme. Well, what are we after? A pack of rats? A bunch of termites? A swarm of ants? It's a cricket. Yes, I heard of it. One cricket? Yes. One little, tiny, solitary cricket? Yes. You had me come all the way out here for one cricket? You didn't come alone, did you? You need every man you've got. This is super cricket. Well, you get stuck for a minimum charge anyway. Now, which room is he in? I'll give him a little DDT, and that will be that. <laughs> you think so, huh? Mm. Well, he's in this room someplace. He's over in that corner. It doesn't matter. I'll just spray this DDT bug bomb. <laughs> now we'll step out of the room until I count ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And that's the end of the cricket. Cricket! Oh, Cricky! Yeah, I guess he's gone all right. That will be five dollars. Five dollars? Minimum charge, you know. Well, all right. <laughs> Hark! That's impossible. That cricket is dead. Well, maybe this is his ghost. He's gonna haunt you. <laughs> Just a minute. No bug is gonna make a fool out of me. I'll give him another dose. <laughs> oh, darn it. That's the last of the DDT. Well, I'll get him some other way. I have a tip for you. Don't waste your time with female impersonations. This kid's a jaded bachelor. What are you talking about? My decoy. I was flirting with him before. I was making like a lady cricket. Well, I have a tip for you. A female cricket doesn't make any noise. Good heavens. You mean I was just being one of the boys? <laughs> I was being so sexy. Yes. Uh, now, do you mind if I apply science? No, go right ahead. I'll use my cunning, my knowledge of their habits. You may not know this, but crickets can't see from behind. This gives me an advantage. You mean you can? <laughs> There he is now. I'll sneak up from the back with this empty jar. Now I softly but swiftly sneak up and get him like this. Clamp the lid on the jar and there he is. Looks like he's used his cunning too. He's turned invisible. <laughs> I missed him. Well, he won't get away this time. You're going to use more science? No, science has failed. I hate to do this, but I've got only one choice. 
I'm going to resort to Plan 4X. A deadly new insecticide? Worse than that. Atomic fission? Worse than that. Good heavens, what are you going to do? I'm going to smash him over the head with a mallet. (laughs) That's pretty primitive, old boy. Yeah, I know, but think of the pleasure I'll get. That cricket is on his deathbed. Here, come on. He ducked under the bookcase in the hall. Help me move it. Look out. Tilt it the other way. I'll handle it. But if you don't tilt it, all the books will fall. Out. Hmm. Now look what you've done. It's all right. I'm insured. There he is on the lamp. I've got you now. Now, wait a minute. It's all right. I'm insured. There he is on that base. Uh, I know, you're insured. Stand still. I've got him. Where is he? Don't move. He's on your head. Wait a minute. It's all right, I'm insured. Yes, but I'm not. (laughs) Oh, now he's gone. There he is on the coffee table. Uh, Cheap furniture. I have a better plan. Let's dynamite the whole house. Come on, come on, come out. I dare you. Come out and fight like a man. Look, Mr. Acme, let's forget about plan 4X, shall we? Oh, ratting on me, eh? Well, after all, it's just a cricket. Oh, no, it isn't. It's grown past that. This is bigger than both of us. This is total war. Oh, for heaven's sake. There, there now. Every stick of furniture is out of the room. Close the door. But I... Close the door! Yes, sir. There are three of us in this room. Only two of us are leaving alive. I hope one isn't a cricket. (laughs) Quiet! (laughs) All right, my friend. What's going on here? Oh, George, am I glad to see you. What are you doing in here with my wife? It's all right, George. He's insured. What? <laughs> He's the exterminator. Well, what does he exterminate? Furniture? Hello, Mrs. Cooper. Oh, hello, Joanne. What are you doing here? I lost my pet cricket, and Mr. Cooper said I'd find him over here. Your pet cricket? Come here, Rollo. How do you like that? He jumped right into her hand. Jumped right into her... (coughs) (laughs) He jumped right into her... He jumped... (laughs) You're a bad cricket, Rollo. And I'm going to put you to bed without any ice cream. Goodbye, everybody. Well, George, are you ready to admit that I'm right about superstitions? What? Don't you see? When you opened the umbrella, the hammer fell on you. When you broke the mirror, you cut your foot. And you have to admit the cricket in the hearth brought us good luck. Good luck? The house is a shambles. Well, sure, but we've always wanted the room redecorated, and now Mr. Acme's insurance company will pay for it. That's good luck, isn't it? Well, yes, and I hope it stays that way. Is that all you have to say? No, I, I hope it stays that way. Knock wood. Ha <laughs> ha, George! Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
Yes, Lucille. Bob, I've always wondered what it would be like to be on one of those daytime serials. You know, those shows where they never finish a sentence. John's other thingamajig and what's it can be beautiful. <laughs> well, this is Radio Lucille. It's no sooner said than done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Listen now to Jell-O's Other Pudding. <laughs> when we left them yesterday, the Jell-O pudding family was gathered in the living room. The doctor was just breaking some news to them. Uh, I'm the doctor. Uh, Grandma Chocolate, I have something to tell you. It's, it's about your daughter, Butterscotch. You don't mean... Well... It isn't... Uh... Well... Uh... Then it's... Uh... Well... Oh, I was afraid of that. What has butterscotch got? That buttery brown sugar flavor. Oh, well, that's good. Oh, I'm so happy. That makes me feel absolutely luscious with deep-down chocolatey goodness. And meanwhile, unbeknownst to Grandma Chocolate and Little Butterscotch, another Jell-O pudding is skipping up the driveway. Oh! I'm rich and smooth as cream, la di da 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 Oh, Grandma, I just had such an experience. Really, it was such. Ooh, what happened, dearie? <laughs> oh, the nicest man picked me off a shelf and took me home with him. No. Yes. What happened? <laughs> well, the nice man's wife said she always wanted a darling pudding just like me, and she fell in love with me because I cooked to velvety perfection in just about five minutes. Is that all? I mean, is that all? <laughs> no, no. They said wonderful things to me. They said I was nourishing, and they said a swell dessert for the kids, and they said I was delectable, and they said I'm, I'm, I'm crazy. Bill Hatch, get me out of it. Get me away. <laughs> George, wake up. <clears throat> What's the matter? Listen. What's that? Well, it ain't Bing Crosby. <laughs> Did you wake me up so I could listen to that cat concert? No, I thought you could get rid of him. Because you're so big and so brave and you know how to do everything. Well, I don't know how to get rid of a cat. Oh, maybe I can scare him away. <laughs> Critic. Well, I'm going to throw something at him. Oh, that won't do any good. Well, it might. Let me try. There. My gosh, she stopped. What did you throw at him? Our cat. Good night, George. <laughs> You have been listening to My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning, and based on characters created by Isabel Scott Rorick. Tonight's program was produced and directed by Jess Oppenheimer, who wrote the script with Madeline Pugh and Bob Carroll, Jr. Original music was composed by Marlon Skiles and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. 
The part of Katie, the maid, was played by Ruth Parrott. Watch for Lucille Ball in the Columbia picture, Miss Grant Takes Richmond. And be sure to listen to Lucille Ball and My Favorite Husband again next week, presented by... J-E-L-L. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. That's Jell-O. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O puddings. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O the Mioka puddings. Yes, sorry. Yes, log cabin is the syrup with that delicious Northwoods maple flavor. It's America's most popular quality table syrup. Enjoy it on waffles or pancakes for Sunday night suppers, as well as at breakfast. Long cabin syrup on your pancakes. Listen again to Lucille Ball and my favorite husband next week. Bob Lamont speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs> <laughs>